This is the Regular Pastor Podcast. My name is Landon Coleman. I'm the preaching pastor at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Odessa, Texas. Today I get to talk to Dave Jenkins, and uh, this is our first interview via technology. So I've got Dave on Skype, and we're doing a little recording here. Dave, uh, welcome to the podcast. It's exciting for us to have the former Pope of Idaho on the podcast. So oh, welcome. Boy. Thank you. Thank you. The former Pope of Idaho. Yeah. Too bad you had to relinquish that title when you moved. That's right. That's right. In all seriousness, Dave is a busy guy. He wears a lot of hats. He is, I'll just tick through these and then I'll let you explain them. He's the executive director of Servants of Grace Ministries. He is the man behind the curtain for servantsofgrace.org. If you haven't checked that site out, you need to look at that. Uh, There's some great resources there. He is the host of Equipping You in Grace podcast, and he is the executive editor of Theology for Life magazine. All of those things just fall under the umbrella of Servants of Grace. And so, Dave, for those who don't know about Servants of Grace, take just a minute and tell folks about that ministry and what you hope to accomplish through that ministry. Well, the first thing that, uh, thank you very much for that uh, kind introduction that makes me uh, a little uneasy, and uh, <laughs> just to say, just to go through those, it's like, okay, yeah, uh, you're nuts, Dave. Thanks. Thanks, Landon. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, uh, so I do a lot of things. Uh, the Lord has been very kind to me over the years. I've started Servants of Grace at the age of 19, and so I am now, um, I've been doing this about 17 and a half years, so that's a long time. Cool. And uh, learned a lot. Maybe that's another topic for another day. Yeah. But uh, basically what we do is uh, Theology for Life is, is geared towards lay people. Um, it's to help them um, understand uh, biblical theological topics, uh, practical, social, those kind of things through a, you know, a biblical theological framework. We're, we're formed and complementarian. Uh, we're for the local church, and so we, we require that all of our writers be reformed and complementarian uh, member and members of a local church. And so we really want to be for the local church. We want to help lay people uh, understand things, although we have a wide audience. And so that's uh, from lay people up to pastors, PhDs, people way smarter than me, uh, <laughs> thankfully. And uh, so the Equipping You and Grace podcast is kind of just our podcast arm there. Um, so I interview a lot of different guys like Michael Horton and others uh, have Ed Welch coming on here. So you can check that out on iTunes or on our site. Um, we also have another podcast called Ask Us Anything where you can ask me anything. There you go. Um, and I will answer it for you, although I'll try to answer it. Hopefully it'll be good. Um, so I'll leave that up to our listeners to decide. That's cool. I like it. Hey, beyond all the Servants of Grace stuff that keeps you busy, uh, both of our listeners want to know about your family and uh, your personal life just a little bit. So uh, sure. fill folks in on that. Well, I'm happily married to my beautiful wife, Sarah. Of uh, We've been together now. Um, we'll have been married. Um, actually, uh, a month from today, it'll be 11 years. Awesome. Um, we, re- we recently moved an hour north of L.A. to a tiny little town. It's called Rosamond. Um, if you, you would literally just drive past it uh, on the freeway um, and not even notice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, we're really liking it. I'm loving the sun. Uh-huh. So if you follow me on Facebook, you'll often see me post pictures about what the temperature is. So I think today it's like close to 70 degrees here. Awesome. So for all of you who are in the south or whatever, um, 
Yeah, you have fun with that now. Yeah, okay? very nice. So, Love it in so we, have, we have one dog and two cats and uh, no kids. Uh, we both are uh, very involved in Theology for Life and just ministry. We served a lot at our previous church, and uh, we're visiting some churches here and enjoying that so far. Very cool. So in this podcast, what I wanted to talk about was uh, pastors and the question of, for lack of a better word, blogging. And I don't necessarily want to pigeonhole that to a blog per se, but really what I have in mind is should pastors, regular pastors, guys who lead churches that are small to medium-sized churches, should they invest the time and the energy to write in some sort of online format, whether that be a blog, whether that be some sort of uh, social media writing, whether that be for a particular site, maybe like Servants uh, of Grace. Is that something that's important? And since Dave interacts with not exclusively pastors, but with a good number of pastors, um, and uh, has been gracious enough to allow me to uh, to write a thing or two for Servants of Grace. I thought, this is a great guy to visit with and to get his thoughts. So the question I'm going to throw to you, Dave, is this. Should regular pastors blog? Should they write for online public consumption? What do you think? So, so the short answer is yes and no. Hmm. Um, Way to yes. ride both sides. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I'm right down the middle. Yeah, those no taking any sides there. Yeah, so, way to take so a position. Yes. So yes, uh, pastors should write. I mean, they do write, right? Mm. So they they write, you know, in the newsletter if they have one in the church. They write emails. They, you know, they write sermons. So so the answer is not absolutely no. Um, the only reason that I say no to that is. Uh, as I'll get into, and in when you ask me the second question, so I won't spoil the answer there. Um, it it ha- goes down to priorities. Hmm. Um, so let me give you an example, and Brandon, you can verify this. Oftentimes, people say, "Well, right now I have this this thing going on, or whatever, you know, and uh, we'll have this series going on, right?" Um, so they'll commit to the series, but then they'll say, "I have to back out because of this thing." Well, I'm always like. Their first priority, and I'm going to give away one of my answers, I guess, to the to the second question is, um, you, you know, your your church pastoring comes before anything else. And what you're talking so, about is a, a series uh, in your world in Servants of Grace, where maybe a yeah. a person in church ministry, a regular pastor, has committed or promised or pledged to write something for a series you guys are doing, but then has to back out because the primary calling is not blogging or posting or online writing but the yes. local church yes yeah absolutely and we're i'm a big proponent of that and people are like well i'm so sorry i'm so sorry please you don't need to apologize for anything thank you and i'm always like thank you so much for what you're doing yeah you know what you're what you're doing here is just an extension of that yeah uh, so yes and no yes they write a lot and no, there are other things that may take precedence over writing for online consumption. So I guess the next question that comes to mind, and we've sort of kicked some of these ideas around over the last couple of weeks, is when you're a regular pastor, you're a busy guy. You wear a ton of different hats. You are a counselor. 
you are an evangelist, you are a facilities manager, uh, you possibly lead a staff or a group of deacons or volunteers, you've got a ton on your plate. How important is it in 2018 for regular pastors to be writing for online consumption? Should that be on everyone's radar? Is that a highly critical way to minister and to reach folks? What are your thoughts? Um, so so I'm going to start off the answer by saying, first, it depends on ability mm. um, and availability. But since you asked me to rank these, what I'll say first is uh, that it depends. Well, to rank first, if we have to rank in order, well, first, your walk with Christ. That's that's mm. more important than anything else. Um, second, your your marriage, you know, and third, your kids. Um, and then, you know, your ministry, your at the local church since we're talking to regular pastors yeah and then and then anything else so if it if it doesn't come i mean your so your legitimacy and qualification for any ministry of any kind comes from your walk with god so how are you doing there hmm. um and then and then it comes as complementarians we believe in the, the the importance of the home and not only do we believe in the importance of the home but we also uh, believe that our home life needs to be solid, it needs to be good, it needs to be healthy. And if it's not, then our legitimacy for ministry is probably not there, right? right? So, so you know, those kind of things, thinking through, how am I doing in these areas? Um, so if we have, we're, since we're ranking these things, and the other thing to ask is, is I'm, do I have the ability to write? How does a guy you know, know that? How does a guy know? Look, I'll be honest with you. I think most pastors would say, they do have the ability to write. And the way yeah. you're framing it, you are saying, yes, they all write, but some don't have the ability to write well. How does a guy know if he has that or not? <laughs> That's a great question. I think I think learning to write great um, is a God-given ability. Or actually, just it's a God-given ability to write really well. So, you know, you have like your Jared C. Wilson's or Michael Horton's. Uh, John Piper's, I would say those are learning. Those are great writers, right? We would all agree. Um, now, learning to write, everybody can learn to write. We can all learn to do English grammar better. We can all learn to put sentences together. Um, now, we'll never be necessarily able to do that in a great way, but we can all learn to do that. Now, we're, we're going to touch on some of this later, but I, I don't want to be heard uh, to discourage pastors writing. I have encouraged pastors to use their sermon. I think I've even done that with you, Landon. I'm not sure, but other pastors for sure to use your sermons uh, for blog articles. Hmm. I, I did not make up that idea. I think that was like Tom Rayner or somebody else. Hmm. I think I got it from them. And no, 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 it wasn't John, Tom Rayner. It was uh, it was Jonathan Howe. Okay, Jonathan Howe. I think it is. But anyway, so I mean, I'm I'm constantly trying to help pastors repurpose their their contents. So do you think there are just some guys who that's not their their gifting or their interest or their talent or any of it and that's okay? Yeah, absolutely. As I as I said tried to say earlier the the local church, you know, your 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 walk with God and your your marriage to your spouse and the local church is where predominantly you should be focused as a pastor. Yeah. Um, outside of that, if you have lots of pastors have you know, the ability to write, have the time to write, um, want to write. And I commend that too. So it's not a, I don't think what I'm trying to say is it's not an either or it's a both. And it's, is it, if, if you have the ability and the time and, and you want to write, 
uh, then you should. If you don't, then you don't have to feel guilty about that. Do you think, again, I'm just trying to think through a, a guy who maybe has the desire to do it, but maybe he's just not great at it. I mean, if mm-hmm. you're if you're writing and you're trying and you're submitting articles to, you know, different places or you're, you've got your own site, but maybe no one's looking at it. I mean, at some point, do you do you look at the fruit of it or the result of it and say, maybe this isn't for me based on no one's interested or no one's reading or no one's paying attention? And I don't I don't know that that's a negative thing or a bad thing, but maybe there just should be some awareness at some point to say, like, clearly no one is picking this up, what I'm investing all this time in writing, and maybe I don't need to do it. Um, well, I, I don't want to discourage guys from doing it, but I think at some point there probably needs to be a little bit of honesty in that. Thoughts? Yeah, I think always, I think what you're at, what you're saying here is uh, being a good steward. That's, that's what I hear you saying. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. So, so I mean, I think we always need to ask wherever we're doing our – are we being a good steward of what God's giving us? Um, so, so if nobody is picking up, you know, your articles or whatever, maybe you need to get some help. I mean, with writing, you know, uh, one of the things that separates us servants of grace from other places—not every place, certainly—but we really try to help come alongside writers. Um, sometimes, though, if there's really bad theology, I'll just say, "I'm sorry, you know, this isn't a good fit." But that's so rare. I mean, I'm really a big proponent of coming alongside people, helping them, wanting to, no, and to I think, help them grow. So. Yeah, I think there's great value in that. Rather than just saying, no, this doesn't cut the standard, to say, hey, let's bring it up to the standard. You've got something here that's yeah. workable, and let's let's improve on it. I, I really I really like your, your order there when I asked you to sort of rank the importance, and you said, first, you check your walk, your relationship with the Lord. Second, you check your house. And you make sure that you don't uh, lose the ability to serve in any capacity by losing your house. Third, you take care of what you need to take care of at church. I realize that never really ends for a regular pastor. It's not like you get to the end of the week and think, oh, I have all this time left over and I've taken care of everything. But you, you put them in that order, that ranking, and then writing needs to fall in behind that. Rather than taking precedence over those things, it's sort of down the list. Uh, on the level of importance, let me frame the question to you this way, and I'm I'm curious to know your your thoughts here. As a church member, how much time would you, Dave Jenkins, want your pastor to devote to blogging, writing for online consumption? Let's just say on a weekly basis. Do you want him to carve out time to do that? Do you want him to do it just if there's leftover time? What do you think? Uh, just from your side of the of the church perspective, what's appropriate for a pastor to spend? How much time should he spend blogging? That's a that's a tough question. Um, I don't know that I have the definitive answer on that. Um, I, th- I think again, just to say, kind of maybe some of the similar things. It just really depends on the the ability. Um, as you said, the time, I mean, pastors have so many things to do, hospital visits, as you've said, facilities, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, so it really just depends. I mean, I know pastors that write late at night. So, you know, 
Uh, uh, but uh, my question is, are you taking time away from your family to do that? Right. Are your kids night? Has your wife, have you even talked to your wife? I mean, so just, I mean, just really be, I guess my only thing is just to be really intentional. Um, as we've kind of already have said, be a good steward. So yeah. if that's going to, if that's going to get in the way of you getting in your priorities, um, then it needs to go. Um, and, and I'm, and I'm even saying this for me, like if, if something was going on in my marriage, like those podcasts or whatever, it's gotta go like for that time. Yeah. Um, you know, I just moved. So all of that had to, I, I was managing things and whatever, but I wasn't actively like writing. I haven't been actively writing and we haven't been actively putting out podcasts. Why? Because I was moving and I needed to spend more time. I'm just using an example. Like I needed to spend more time with my wife. Um, and move than those kind of things. No, I think that's great advice, and I think pastors need to recognize that uh, when you're when you're way down the list of priorities, and you're talking about writing for online consumption, there may be seasons where that happens more regularly than others. There may be periods of your life, or months, or years even, where you can devote more time to that, and then at some point, maybe you can't. Maybe you have other things that take priority, and and that needs to sort of be put on the back burner. Um, specifically thinking about regular pastors. If there's a regular pastor out there listening and he's thinking, maybe I want to start a blog. Maybe I want to submit articles to Servants of Grace, or maybe I want to write for so-and-so. Who do you think regular pastors ought to write for? When they sit down to write a blog post or an article submission, who is it do you think that they should have in mind? Who's their audience? I always want to encourage pastors to write for their church members. Again, I think that whatever they do, it needs to be geared towards the local church, their local church. So so like Chally's, he, he, he started out his blog, if you, your listeners might know this, um, you know, writing just for his family. You know, then he was uh, started writing. I think it was his first book or one of his first books, Detox, with um, uh, Cruciform, and that came out of uh, you know ministering to men in his church. And I think the best books. So that guess what I'm saying here is the best books and the best material that comes out uh, continually and consistently is pastors writing for. Uh, their congregation or somebody else writing because they have a passion and a burden for a particular topic. Um, so I want to I want to encourage that. See, I like that. I think I think uh, I've known a couple of guys who maybe they blog or they're writing something for online consumption, and in their mind they're just sort of writing. I, I don't know who they think they're writing for. Maybe it's just for Christians in the United States at large or a certain demographic of people on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And I think there's wisdom in thinking about writing for your people. God has placed you in a context where you're to minister to serve, and you know that hopefully you know those people and you know issues that need to be addressed there. And I think when you write for a specific audience like that, I think unintentionally it becomes applicable for people outside that audience. And I think when you try to write for the masses— you almost end up writing for nobody. So how do you – the question I guess now is how do you do that? Well, and that depends on the site. So um, I always want to encourage people to be biblical, to be you know theologically accurate, 
uh, to be personal uh, and to be practical. So biblical, obviously, is self-explanatory. What you're saying should you should be quoting or interacting with texts. Right. Um, it should be theologically orthodox. Right. Uh, personal. This is a big thing that a lot of people, even pastors, have a hard time with, which I find fascinating. It's like think of writing as sitting down uh, with somebody like you and I are right now or over coffee. And are you going to just give them the, what the Bible says about that topic? Or are you going to say maybe like uh, something like, you know, in, in my past or something like that, you might give a little short testimony or you might share a little short story to, to relate to them. But so many, I, and I'm, I hate the word so many, but I'm going to say that a lot of people struggle with using personal examples in their writing. And I, and, I, and I think that for a regular pastor, if you just view it as you're having a conversation with somebody over the tape, uh, over like Landon and I are, well, we're doing it over the internet, but over Skype, but um, like you're having coffee with somebody and you're sitting right across from them, how are you going to talk to them? Right. Um, and then, and then you're going to, then when you do that, you're also going to be practical because they're going to want to know, well, what, what does this mean for me? You know, right. you've given me what the Bible says. You've kind of like, I guess what I'm saying is if you think of writing like a sermon, um, how are you going to communicate that sermon? And that article should be kind of the same way. Right. I, I, in, I agree. In, in a different, in a different, and obviously we're, we're not conflating a sermon and an article here. No, no, no. There, there is difference, but. But there should be a, a, almost a conversational tone to something that you're writing for a, a blog or online consumption that is, yes, it's biblical, it's theologically sound, it's orthodox. But there is a, a personal component to it, and there is a, a practical application where you help people connect the dots. So I think that's good. You know, I think um, I think an important thing just to throw out there, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about should all pastors do this, and yes and no, and we you know kind of clarified that or qualified that. I think some guys have education that gives them maybe a, a unique ability to write, to write clearly, to write well. I think there's a whole lot of other guys that don't have the education, but maybe they have a life experience or a, a particular ministry position that is unique in some way. And they may not have all the letters after their name, but I still think those guys have something value to, valuable to contribute in the form of a blog or online, uh, you know, artic, post, articles posted online. I don't know what your thoughts about that are, but I just wouldn't want people to think, oh, I don't have the education to write for mm. anybody to read it. I just I think there's a lot of guys out there, maybe they need a little bit of help with the technical aspects of writing, but they have something to yeah. say because of their life experience, because of what God's brought them through, because of how God's used them. Um, so I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about that? No, those are those are all really good thoughts. Uh, so, so there's a, I'm going to use an example and the, the example will explain kind of where I'm going with this answer. So recently I was at this Bible study and this guy said, you know, I, I was, you know, offering, you know, some thoughts as well. And he looked over at me and said that he didn't feel like he could share. And I, he, he finished sharing or whatever. And it came, you know, back around. And I, I said to, um, to, to this man, I said, do you, do you love, you seem to love God's people and Christ in the Word. And I just want to encourage you here. Yes, that's so. You can be used by God. You don't have to have a degree or a title behind your name or whatever, or even be well-spoken. But if you 
he clearly knew his Bible. Right. Okay? This was this was obvious. And so the question is the, the question is the same. Um, whether you have a degree or or whatever behind your name, as as Landon said so well, I mean, can, do you have a desire to write? Yeah. Do you have an ability to write? Um, are you willing to be teachable and humble? And and those are the two things. Are you willing to be humble and teachable? And let me tell you, when I was in school, I was not that good at writing. Hmm. My wife would my wife. I was so bad. <laughs> my wife tells a story. She she would make me print out my papers, and she would edit them. But she would take a red marker and she would, uh, you know, make all of these marks. And oftentimes the whole page was messed up, you know. And so, so learning writing is a is a process. It's a journey. Um, we don't all, uh, you know. That was let's see, that was almost ten years ago. So hopefully, I've gotten a little bit better. Um, <laughs> she no longer takes my makes me print them out. Instead, she edits them in the doc. So, so that's a process, you know. Uh, just because uh, I, I mean, I'm an, I'm a professional writer and a professional editor, and I still get edited by my wife. And so there and other <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, get used to I, that. I, that's not going to stop. Yeah, it's not going to stop. So, just be, are you are you being willing to be humble and teachable? Um, are you available? I mean, that I guess those are good questions to ask for any ministry. But um, I like it. I like it. Hey, I got about three more questions, and uh, maybe we hit these a little bit quick, but I think they're okay. worth asking. Okay. If a regular pastor is listening and he says, "Man, I need to write," there's opportunities for ministry there for reaching folks for sharing you know, what God has, has done in my life. A guy just starting out, should he start his own blog or should he submit articles to a particular site? And you don't need to name names or suggest yeah. sites, but what's the best avenue to start? Start your own blog, write for somebody else. How do you do it? I think I think starting, um, starting writing in anonymity, writing by yourself uh, is a good place to start. Um, and then uh, learning the craft of writing. So reading books on writing um, would be good. Um, there's lots of them. You can Google best books on writing. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Sorry about that. Maybe Stephen King. I think he's got a book on on writing that is comment highly uh, recommended. I know there's others. Um, just can't think of them. There's some podcasts that are really good. Um, Jeff Metters has one. I haven't listened to it, but a lot of people find it helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so and he's a pastor. You know, talking about writing. So, um, you know, uh, in terms of beyond that, if you have some experience with writing, you know, reach out to some other places. There, you can Google, um, you know, Christian places that are looking for articles. Uh, Servants of Grace is always one of those for the church. Um, other places like that. Yeah, I like it. What do you think are the greatest dangers for a regular pastor who picks up the the hobby, the discipline, whatever you want to call it, of blogging. What are things that you would warn regular pastors about who want to write for online consumption? Oh, boy. How much time do we have? <laughs> you got about <laughs> three minutes. <laughs> uh, pride. Why? Um, Why do you say that? Pride. I mean, because you can get writing and they say your article is well-received. It gets picked up by lots of places, you know, it can go to your head, um, you know, so, and, and pride because of the celebrity culture that we live in, in North America, even, at, even within the church, a celebrity culture. Church, yeah. So you could have that. The, the, the tendency with writing is 
oh, well, I'm getting affirmation, so everything that I'm saying is so good, and you know, it's a pat on the back. So you've worked hard, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being encouraged, but we have to, again, in all ministry, we have to deflect away um, to Christ. And so, and don't you think that that pride can manifest itself either in a big head or in a totally crushed and bruised ego? where you're just totally discouraged and despondent if all those things don't happen. I, I think that's a manifestation of pride, too, because the focus is still on you. I'm a failure. No one wants to read it. No one clicked yeah. on my my blog post this week or whatever. Um, I yeah. think that reveals, again, as you just warned, a heart that is focused on you rather than focused on the gospel and the glory of God. So, yeah. That's yep. definitely a big danger. What do you think about uh, one last question? A regular pastor who starts a blog or who's writing for online consumption, how does he define or measure success? What would what would success look like in this type of ministry opportunity? I love that question. Um, I don't love the way that you framed it. <laughs> Just to be honest, because. Because and, – and here's why. The, the reason is is that all success from ministry comes from faithfulness to Christ. Okay. Faithfulness to Christ, faithfulness to the Word. And so whether we're writing or speaking, counseling or whatever we're doing, are we being faithful to the Word and are we being faithful to Christ? And at the end of the day, if we're being faithful to those two things and we're aiming to love and to serve people, then I, I think that we're being successful. And the reason also that I say it that way is not to uh, be against the way that you said it or anything like that, but just to say that there's a tendency to think, well, it's about my metrics. So if I'm not reaching 20,000 people a day, then I'm a complete failure. Or I'm not reaching however many, or my church is in over 100 people or whatever, then I'm a failure. And it's like, mm -mm. are you are you faithful to, to Christ? Are you faithful to the, to the word? Are you loving the people that you're seeking to serve? Yeah. Uh, and then... And then, um, so so if we focus, I think it was MacArthur who said, if we focus on you know our 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 depth, God will take care of the breadth. And so I'm just trying to say the same thing that MacArthur did, just in a different way. I like it, and I agree. The question was phrased poorly, but I phrased it poorly on purpose because I think a lot of guys who blog or who post things online, I think there's a great temptation to allow um, web page hits, clicks, Facebook likes, Twitter uh, replies, whatever, to become the standard of success. And as you warned a minute ago, to either give you a big head or to make you totally despondent when it doesn't happen. And I, I love your answer. I don't think success is measured in something Google Analytics can tell you about your website. I think success is measured in, are you faithful to the word? Are you faithful to the gifting that God has given to you? And are you faithful to uh, the gospel in setting that before people and trying to do it uh, to the best of your ability? So great thoughts from Dave Jenkins, Mr. Servants of Grace. You can check him out online, servantsofgrace.org. Dave, thank you for coming on. And uh, thank you, folks, for listening to this episode of the Regular Pastor Podcast. You can check out our website, regularpastor.com. We've got links to social media, uh, resources for regular pastors, ways for you to contact us. Until next time, this is the Regular Pastor, out. <laughs>